Foot Clan, today's podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness, preventing you from achieving your goals? Mental health is incredibly important. I am a huge proponent of taking care of yourself physically and taking care of yourself mentally. And BetterHelp can do that. They help assess your needs, match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. You can log into your account anytime, send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, and you don't have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room like you do with traditional therapy. They are committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. Visit BetterHelp.com slash footballers. That's Better H-E-L-P. And join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. Fantasy Footballers listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash footballers. Hey, this is Mike Kosicki, tight end for the Miami Dolphins, and you are listening to the Fantasy Footballers Podcast. To the Fantasy Footballers Podcast with your hosts, Andy Holloway, Jason Moore, and Mike Wright. Oh, welcome in. It's the week I hoped would never come. The bipocalypse arrives. Oh, it's here. I don't want to make decisions. Those are the worst. But everyone has to this week. Everybody. I'll, make, I'll make them for you, not only on the show, but if you would like to give me your login information, I will take care of all your waiver needs. Yeah, just include your social and the last four digits of your credit All, card. all life decisions? <laughs> Are you my personal assistant? Uh, no, just do your way. I just okay. need to make your waiver wire, uh, and only in League of Records. I'll make it easy for you. I have almost no fab. Yeah, that that does so, help. No worries. Welcome in Tuesday, October 19th. Jason Moore, Mike Wright, Andy Holloway, the Fantasy Footballers, back with you. Thank you so much for subscribing, following the show, reviewing the show, supporting the show in all the ways that you do. We appreciate it. You can find us on Twitter. Jason is at JasonFFL. Mike at FFHitman. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to quote you on that. At Andy Holloway, if you want to follow me, and the show is at the FF Ballers. We have a giveaway going on right now at FootClanGiveaway.com, a signed Darren Waller jersey if you want to check that out. Let's talk about that game last night. Oh, brother. Up-and-coming running back for the Titans. King Henry. Good. Goodness gracious. You cannot stop him. It's it's so you impressive. You can't even hope to contain him. You, <laughs> you get out of the way or you die bravely. It is the, um, it's like the quintessential establish the run dream, right? Where you, you run traditional run plays, he follows his blockers, and he wins. And he and you don't get a say in the matter. Mike said before the show that Micah Hyde is the, yes. he's the bravest man. I can't on the face of the planet. I cannot imagine being on an island. You're all alone. You are the last resort for your team because if you don't if you don't tackle uh, Derrick Henry, he's scoring a touchdown. Mm -hmm. So you're staring him down, and you have enough time to think. This wasn't. Oh, here I am. I'm gonna I'm gonna go after his legs. No, it was Micah Hyde had plenty of time to evaluate his life decisions, evaluate. If his team would shame him, were he to get out of the way, try and figure out how am I possibly going to try and tackle him? And he went low. And he saw his parents. He saw his family. He saw all it of it. It almost seemed like Henry tackled him, though. <laughs> like he's like, oh, "You're going to stand there. This is what you get." He just went. He right did not after try to him. run around him. No, he just wanted to bring a little bit of pain. And I don't remember the specifics of of that drive, but I as I just assume that Derrick Henry still went down and scored a touchdown. So Micah, maybe just let him go. Twenty for one forty three, three touchdowns, had a seventy six yard run. He has scored three or more touchdowns in 43% of his games this year. Um, he is the number one running back by leaps and bounds, and uh, it's just been impressive. And they win, they won the game, which I is was crazy. shocking. 
Congratulations, Tennessee. And I wonder why. Um, <laughs> Dawson Knox. I've heard some rumors. Yeah, Dawson Knox broke a bone in his hand in this uh. game. Timeline to be determined. Do you think Russell Wilson watched him throw that touchdown with a broken hand and went, <laughs> I could do that. I can do that. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. Um, obviously, huge game from Josh Allen. Emmanuel Sanders is out there for every single snap, so him and Stephon Diggs were both great. Again, Cole Beasley will be more relevant if Knox does miss time. Mm -hmm. They're going into the bye week, and so there's some optimism around Knox not missing a lot of time with the broken bone in his hand. Um, Julio left with his weekly hamstring injury. Sucks, man. Yeah, this one does, uh, you know, there's a difference between, you know, saying, oh, it's a weekly hamstring injury or a re-aggravation of something that you were missing games from. I mean, we just saw Christian McCaffrey go on the IR after re-aggravating his hamstring. So, it's, it, bad news for, for Julio. Um, Juicy matchup next week against the Kansas City Chiefs, and now you're probably not going to have Julio. It was nice to see A.J. Brown come out and give you seven for 91, though. Michael Jordan? Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And, and it was all second half, too. I mean, if you're watching that, A.J. Brown was a non-factor in the first half, but they got it going. Any other takeaways from the game you want to talk about? Ryan Tannehill did not throw a touchdown pass again, and uh, but does have the nice matchup next week. Yeah, I, I think he's a, a solid play next week. Uh, only thing I will say before moving on is more about Henry. He is on pace for 2,200 rushing yards and 28 touchdowns. That's excellent. <laughs> uh, it, it, real quick. The Buffalo back. It's not even winter yet. Oh, man. Oh, yes. Once he fully transforms. I feel like he started the season as Yeti, and now he's going to go Super Yeti. <sighs> That's very dangerous. Remember Super Shredder? Yes, I, I do. Mean, it's the same thing. He found the mutagen? Yeah. But, but the, Buffalo, the Buffalo backfield, was this a one-time thing? Because it was it, like that was a lot of Devin Singletary, at least to start the game. Zach Moss did eventually uh, have have more carries than him, but Singletary had more receptions, and it looked like we were trending to a place that Zach Moss is a he's a fine low end running back too. He's gonna you know he'll get enough work, gets get a possible goal line carry here or there. But now, Jason, now how are you feeling about the Bills? I know it's just one game after after a trend was building. But how how do you respond to this? Yeah, it, it it was super weird because in the beginning of that game, Singletary it was all looked good. Singletary. I mean, Singletary always looks good. Uh, Singletary's a solid running back. He doesn't get the utilization to be really, really successful for fantasy. I don't think he ever will while Zach Moss is there. It is interesting that in the end, Zach Moss had more carries, had more snaps, played more of the game. It's really, they, they take drives. They just give a drive to one guy, give a drive to the other. So it's kind of a crapshoot as to whether your drive goes better or not. But when you're talking about the Bills' performance as a whole, they were very, very disappointing. Um, and you're saying the running backs, not the team. Well, they lost. So, oh. yeah, um, they scored 31 points. I mean, yeah, I, I, Diggs was great. Allen was great. Beasley was great. They were like a, Sanders was great. A foot and a half from. Winning take, yeah, take the, the game. The running game was not great. Okay. And so if you're splitting that in half, it's what it's it's what it's been all year. The difference is the touchdowns have been coming for them, right? The, it's you need a sure. touchdown to be successful, which is why Zach Moss is probably the better running back to have because he's more likely to get the touchdown than than Singletary, but if you don't get the touchdown, you're going to be super disappointed. I very rarely will read into snap counts in the first or second drive of a game. Because teams come out and they generally do something different with their scripted play sets as opposed to normal rotations. Sure. That's what I attributed that first series to. Um, but I didn't really view these two guys very different from one another, which is exactly what Jason said. It's a crapshoot. And you hope for a touchdown. Otherwise, I mean, Josh Allen, I mean, they gave, a, they gave the ball to Dawson Knox on a, on a running play around the end zone. Mm -hmm. Josh Allen takes it all the time. Uh, but by apocalypse... Yep. Includes these two guys as well, so they're not options, uh, even if you're missing a big player. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Presented by Traeger Grills. Couple players we'll look at for smoke or fire today moving forward. Hunter Henry 
running routes. He's the tight end nine on this season, the tight end four over the past three weeks, scored in three straight games. I think he's a startable option, so I'm going to go fire here. And, it, and it's based on the realities that, um, you know, the everything in his entire career, he's been a, a valuable pass-catching weapon. Nelson Aguilar has underwhelmed in terms of demanding targets in this offense. Henry's going to be involved around the goal line, and Matt Jones, is he's been very – very good as a rookie. I mean, he was, I think, number two this past week in passer rating of all quarterbacks. And Hunter Henry is proving to be the more valuable weapon than Johnny Smith. So this is not a lot different than hype around Dawson Knox. I mean, Knox scored in three straight weeks, and the world got on board. So yeah, I'm, I, in, I'm in on Henry. I'd say the the you know the difference for Hunter Henry is that that uh, John o. Smith is there, where Dawson Knox is the guy, and I I think that Dawson Knox has leveled up and is becoming a will will become a, a what about stable, Sweeney a staple at at the uh, what oh <laughs> that's only funny because Jason and I had an argument about which budget DFS player to put in our lineups and. It was a shouting match, and I was screaming Sweeney, and Jason had his champion. Yeah. And, and I won. Was Sweeney your, got was your champion Gabe Davis? No, I, oh. I did have Gabe Davis uh, in a lot of lineups, but no. Um, uh, but anyway, so Hunter Henry, I mean, uh, other than that week five game against Houston where his targets shot up to 29%, he's still chilling in about the same spot and seeing about half of the of the tight end targets. So while I, I don't disagree that this is a fire you should stay in, and Hunter Henry is playable as a low tight end one to see if the trend continues. I would say it's more smoke that this could uh, th th this could just be a a dream, a whisper, and vanish into the air at any given week, and all of a sudden it's it's John who comes down with the touchdown. Yeah, I I so I'm kind of in between you guys where the the reality that Hunter Henry has been good for fantasy pretty much his whole career. And now he's been relevant. He's running more routes. He's, you know, three back-to-back to back, to back uh, top 12 tight end weeks. That's all good. That being said, you know, last week he only had two targets. He happened to get sure. a touchdown. The week before, he was playing the Houston Texans, which are the best matchup for uh, tight ends. In the, in, in the end, you're relying on Mac Jones. You're relying on a passing game that does not seem aggressive. This is a... This is a nerfed offense on purpose, and I don't know when they're going to allow Mac to really open it up. Attack, maybe, yeah. Ooh, let, let <laughs> Mac attack. Um, so I think I'm, I think I'm going to see this as a little bit more. Like I'm thinking to myself, would I start Hunter Henry? And he's right on the cusp, especially this week against the Jets. But more often than not, I will still avoid Hunter Henry. All right, uh, smoke fire, Joe Burrow. Is he an every week start the rest of the way? The last three weeks, 11th, 15th, and 7th, so nothing too insane. Obviously, the best week he's had was this past one. Did not see the volume increase, but saw the touchdown go up. Uh, what do you have, three? And um, he's had at least two in every single game, has the big playability with Jamar Chase. What do you think, Jay? I love Joe Burrow. I think he is completely and utterly the real deal. He's uh, on cur currently on pace for 40 touchdowns. Um, Holy crap. Yeah, I mean, he's ju he's just been super efficient. Well, that's because he keeps throwing long touchdowns to Jamar Chase. Yep. Um, now, so I, I look, I have to say fire because of my belief in Joe Burrow. I really do believe that he is going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL for a long period of time. You start for fantasy, start seeing him run the ball a little bit more, uh, 11 yards, 20 yards the last two weeks after the first you know month of the season. I don't think he got to 10 total rushing yards. So I, I think it's fire. I think he's for real. I think you could start him in most matchups. I wouldn't say he is a must start every single week, regardless of matchup. He hasn't graduated to that level yet. But, um, you know, he, he he's someone that if you're looking at streaming options on the waivers, um, you know, spoiler alert, Derek Carr is my stream of the week this week. But if I could pick up Joe Burrow on waivers, um, you've got 
an upside with him mm -hmm. for the second half of the season, where it's kind of like what we say in draft season, right? You're drafting the streaming guy, but you're trying to pick one that you hope just kind of levels up and becomes a weekly every every week starter. I think Burrow has that in him for the second half of the year. Yeah, it's it's nice to bet on the talent of Joe Burrow and the talent of the wide receivers around him. And it's also nice to see it's I mean we're in a very, very small sample situation, but we're only six games in. And then the past two, we've seen uh their total plays, like weeks two through four, it they really bogged it down and slowed it down and they were you know, twenty eighth in total plays, last, twenty seventh. And then the the past two weeks, they're in the top Twelve, top uh, top thirteen, each of those. So we need to see the speed it up, get the volume increasing here for Joe Burrow. But I would say this is it's a projection because it's not all there analytically. But I would project that as the season goes along, Burrow is just they're going to get more and more comfortable. They'll start slinging the ball a little bit more. So I would say this is is more fire than not. I'm going to go smoke four out of the next Ooh, six weeks: okay. Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and a bye week. So I wouldn't be chasing it right now. Uh, I like Joe Burrow in the future, but he might be somebody that you sit down for a little while, see if it's fire, and then... Concerned about what Baltimore just did to Herbert. Yeah, I mean, he's got to go to Baltimore. Um, the schedule is not great. I mean, you've you've got the Chargers in there that uh, they've been a good-looking defense. Denver's been a good-looking defense. Baltimore twice. Cleveland um, twice. Yeah, so it's it's not it's not easy. You know, if he really has graduated, this is this is the proving grounds, and he'll have to show us for sure. But it, the schedule isn't great. He does get the championship week though. Your your championship week seventeen, Kansas City. Okay. Yeah, that's he, can, nice. he might win some people some some uh, some nice hardware. If you had to lock him or Kirk Cousins in rest of season, who would you do? Cousins. Cousins. Okay. When he's had Dalvin Cook. He's been great. All right, that was Where There's Smoke, There's Fire, presented by our friends at Traeger Grills. Put a Traeger wood pellet grill in your starting lineup and make every game day more delicious. You can head to Traeger.com slash footballers to discover how simple wood-fired cooking can be. News and notes from around the league, presented by Sleeper. A few quick updates for the Thursday night game, you know, because it's like almost here already. Cool. Browns, Broncos. Stefanski said that um, Kareem Hunt's going to miss four to six weeks. Nick Chubb has a chance to play. Baker should play based on what we have information about right now. Shoulder injury not made worse by the tackle this past weekend. He's going to be in pain, though. Beckham didn't participate in practice, but I think he'll be back out there. Now, Jarvis Landry, do we expect to get him back for Thursday, and does it matter for fantasy players? I I, do, I don't think it matters. Um, when I look at this, the 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 Denver Broncos have a pretty solid defense. I know that um, obviously this last week against the Raiders, Derek Carr was just on fire, um, carved him up. But I think the Broncos are a matchup where Jarvis back week one. If he was back, and I'm not playing him, um, I don't know that I'm playing Odell Beckham with Baker or without Baker. Um, this isn't a game where I feel like I can rely on a lot of the Browns. The running game is what matters here, and we're going to have to – we'll talk about that in the waivers coming up, whether we are confident in the pickup and plays of a Dearness Johnson or obviously Nick Chubb could be the, the, the running back this week. Jerry Judy, less than a 50% chance to play. I don't think you're going to play him off the injury against the Browns. Teddy Bridgewater, limited in practice. But, that, I mean, that would say that Judy is it's soon. So yeah. that's positive. Yeah. Uh, Calvin Ridley returned after a personal matter, forced him to miss the London game for the Falcons. Coming off the bye here against Miami. That's a nice matchup. Michael Thomas, <laughs> couple weeks away still. This sucks, man. Uh the whole Michael Thomas situation with the Saints, it's it's a disaster. Him taking the, the surgery so late when, at least from the reports from his coach, he should have done it earlier. And the a, a lot of people out there like me, I drafted Michael Thomas. To, now, thankfully, he's I have an IR spot, so that's why I was able to do it. But it was draft Michael Thomas, try and tread water until you get to week seven, and then get a potential top 15 wide receiver to to take your lineup to the next level for the second half, and now we're at like two weeks away? We're running out of time. That sucks. Not man. only two weeks away, but then 
okay, two weeks he's activated. He hasn't been out there. He hasn't been run. You know, it's like he hasn't played in a long, long time. So it's not going to be immediately back to, you know, the They're Michael not gonna, Thomas sorry. of yesteryear, you know? I agree with you. They're not going to build the offense around him for the first week he's out there, right? Yeah. I mean, they it, they could, but I agree. This this is just this is really unfortunate. All right. Uh Kadarius Tony's injury could be more serious than a simple sprain. He's going to be out for week seven against Carolina, along uh, with Kenny Galladay. I mean, Sterling Shepard is going to – He's a tar target monster. Yeah, vacuum up tons of targets. Alex Collins might be able to play next week against the Saints. Um, this <laughs> Roy Kent? <laughs> yeah. Oy. I don't understand. Is that a – is that a Collins take? Is that a Rashad Penny take? Is so that a DJ Dallas take? It is a Monday night football take. Oh, yes. This yep. game okay. is on Monday night. I absolutely personally need to have a second running back. I have Collins on the roster. We're going to talk about whether we'd pick up Penny, whether he's back in, Homer, Alex Collins, but you have to have pivot options if you're trying to rely on someone because it's the Monday night game. If you If you don't have a Monday night pivot, then you have to start someone else earlier in the week that you know is even a uh, a couple tiers down. What's crazy is the NFL schedule seems to have we're right in the window where they were going to feature Russell Wilson on all these primetime games, and instead of that, they get Geno Smith primetime extravaganza. He goes to Monday night after what Sunday night game last week. Do work, Geno. That's, he's already got so much stacked against him. All the eyeballs is not going to help. I mean, they're kicking the tires on Cam Newton. Yeah. Which I don't know if that says anything about the return of Russell Wilson, the timeline potentially. Yeah, I, I, it seems like that's really what it is. Like, are, are they going to have Russ back soon enough? And if not, maybe they would go with Cam. Right now they're saying they're relying on Geno, and Russ is out there taking mental reps with an invisible huddle. <laughs> talking to ghosts going like a weirdo. I like it. In, in San Francisco, Jimmy Garoppolo did return to practice while Trey Lance did not. So you got to project that Jimmy Garoppolo will start this weekend. I think that's good. I think that's good because the players that you care about in that offense, like Debo, are what, more trustworthy with. What if I only care about Trey Lance? Well, then you're, it's probably not as good for you. Yeah, that's, okay. that's bad Okay, news. I'm just making sure that we agree on this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because uh, I see this as terrible. <laughs> okay, all right. Ryan Fitzpatrick is eligible to return from injured reserve this week, as are Jermichael Hasty, Michael Gallup. There's a bye week for him, and then Tyrell. Oh. Tyrod Taylor. Or, I'm sorry, the week seven bye for Gallup. So. Hasty is, that's interesting for San Francisco. That's a name that should be paid attention to in my opinion With he the, looked really really good when he had the opportunity in the one game stint and then of course he got injured and has been gone um but he's certainly a name to, to pay attention to jeff wilson's still a couple weeks away i don't really agree with that i think that he would come in and immediately take trey Sermon's job which I is agree. what three carries yeah but it will be more it, i the way i would project it would be it would be back to a closer timeshare of elijah mitchell and michael hasty I think missiles set up to, I, I to, love, to launch for a little while. I love Elijah Mitchell, but I'm saying that I think Jamichael Hasty could have value in a deeper league. That was today's news and notes brought to you by Sleeper, the leader in breaking news alerts. Make sure you grab the app and uh, subscribe to that breaking alerts channel. Before we jump into waivers, oh, so very important because the Bills, Cowboys, Vikings, Steelers, Chargers, and Jags are all on by. We want to thank today's sponsors for keeping this show going, including Head & Shoulders with their uh, very special scalp shield technology. Never not working. Oh, just, yeah. Just like fantasy players. Uh, they're never not working to give you 100% dandruff protection, even between washes. You know, every week we've been taking time on this show to work, to get it done, to mm -hmm. go the extra mile to make sure that our teams have an advantage over all the other teams in the league. Every once in a while we work on this show. Yeah, I mean, the producers work and then we <laughs> do the show. That's right. We're never not working. They're work They're sometimes working, those right. bums. Yeah. Get uh, on board. Day and night. That's their scalp shield technology, not our producers. Um, 
A continuous invisible shield of protection against dandruff, itch, dryness, renewing your protection with every single wash. And uh, we, we're going to bring these segments all year long. Get up to 100% dandruff protection that's never not working with head and shoulder scalp shield technology available at walmart.com. And we want to thank Shopify. If you have ever shopped with the fantasy footballers, you have used Shopify as a front-end user. But now if you're an entrepreneur... You can use it to sell your products. Uh, you know, the entrepreneurs uh, that, you know, want the big tools, the scalability, the, uh, uh, you know, ability to synchronize online and in-person sales that used to kind of be reserved for massive big businesses. You can do it. You can do it easily with Shopify. Scaling your business is just a journey of endless possibility with Shopify. <laughs> Um, we have used it for years. As you say, we've been solicited to switch off of Shopify by like 30 companies over the last five years, and we've never done it. Yeah, we've never done it, and we are wonderful entrepreneurs to follow. So <laughs> uh, Shopify is more than just a store. You can connect with your customer. You can drive sales. You can manage your day-to-day. It automatically helps you accept all major payment methods. They have integrations with social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more uh, you have all your uh, insights and analytics and metrics. So listen, go to shopify.com slash footballers, all lowercase for a free 14-day trial. Check it out and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash footballers right now. Shopify.com slash footballers. Put me in, coach. Oh boy! Well, let's lay let's lay out our waiver strategy for the week. Before we get into specifics on these players, there's going to be a lot of people competing for players this week. That's a reality, right? Because you're missing so many valuable. It's not just that there are a bunch of teams on by; it's that there are a bunch of relevant teams mm-hmm. on by. And even when you we kind of joke about ah, oh, Jacksonville's thrown in with these other teams. They have Marvin Jones. James Robinson. These are important players to your roster. Uh, Dan Arnold might be starting for some people. So lots or Dan Arnold might have been a perfect fill in for the player you're missing and then he's not available. So and, and this is an important week to go and look at your matchup and look at your opponent as well. You might have escaped the bipocalypse, right? You might be like, Oh, I've only got one bye. Personally, my league of record, I have uh, you know, going into the week I only had Amari Cooper missing. But my opponent has Josh Allen. Now he needs a quarterback. So if I've got the room to play keep away as well, or, you know, take a look at what your opponent needs. Um, if you have the ability to help you manufacture a win here. All right. By the way, it is also the kind of the time of year where you can look strategically trade wise with how bye weeks line up for people and Mm -hmm. make some moves. Wide receiver waiver options. We'll start with the drop candidates. People want to know Allen Robinson, do you drop him? I still will never advise someone to drop him. Put him in a package yeah. trade. Just I such a big name. I'm not going to drop him either. LaVisca Chenault going into the bye week. If you have to, <sighs> wow. you, you have to, right? Yeah, if you have to, you have to. Um, because he's on bye, I would not prefer to drop LaVisca Chenault. Um, but if you have to drop a guy on bye, he is someone you can drop. I'll throw out um, in Dynasty Leagues, they've been using Jamal Agnew a lot. They're, they've been integrating him into the passing game, so you can keep your eyes on him. Devonta Smith, would you no. drop him? No, no, I would not. What about Julio with the hammy? No. I mean, he's done nothing for your fantasy team. Yeah, he has done nothing. He had one game where he looked really good. Um, obviously, a hamstring issue. If you don't have an IR, man, that is that is really, really <laughs> tough. Play in leagues with IRs and put him there. Tyler Lockett. I wouldn't drop him, no. Yeah, I'd be trying to trade him. We we said that before last week when we knew Gino was going to be there. Um, you're going to have uh, you're going to have a bad month with Tyler Lockett, and you've already had kind a of a couple month. of weeks. So, uh, yeah, Tyler Lockett's someone I would not drop, but I would definitely be trading. All right, uh, waiver wire pickups. If Sterling Shepard is somehow available. He plays Carolina this week, and he had 14 targets last week. 
Probably not available, but if he is, you need to, have a to pick him up. He, you, you never know unless you look. Brandon Ayuk. He was on bye last week. He could have been dropped. How confident would you be in starting him without George Kittle in a good matchup against Indianapolis? They're, I think they're if 25th against wide receivers right now. Um, but he's done nothing on the season for the most part. Are you? It's by apocalypse. Would you pick up and play Brandon Ayuk? Um, let me give you an example, like because I'm curious your guys' take. I feel a little uh, biased here, but would you rather play a Brandon Ayuk or a Hunter Renfro, or a Brandon Ayuk or a Christian Kirk? I'd play those two guys over Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, I would too. I'm. Uh, not that Ayuk is is a terrible option. No, I don't the, think off he... of the waiver wire. But if those other guys are there, I mean, there'll be a lot of names here. So we'll kind of have to rank our top three. I imagine. Would you? Here's a real question: Brandon Ayuk or the wide receiver sixty four over the last four weeks, Tyler Lockett against New Orleans with Geno Smith? <laughs> I would play. Lockett. You're an evil man. I'd play Tyler Lockett. Uh, McCall Hardman. It, he's been getting more involved. It's yeah, it's interesting. It's hard to have full confidence because you know Pringle gets three catches a week, Demarcus Robinson, and then you have your core, you know Tyreek and Kelsey. And yeah, he has three games over fifty yards this this year. Now that's not a like an incredible <laughs> barrier to entry, but when you when you're scrapping for a player, it'd be nice to get at least fifty yards, and that includes the past two weeks: nine for seventy six against Buffalo. Four for sixty-two against Washington, you know, but the target share is so sporadic. He, he's usually sitting around ten percent, and then just has a couple spike games where he's up in the mid twenties. And against Tennessee, uh, I mean, the maybe, matchup against Tennessee maybe? is great. But I, I view Hardman as someone that I would like to roster almost as like a, an insurance running back in the sense that Tyreek Hills dealt with his own injury. Um, was missing a lot of practice this last week and then came out of the game, got back in. So he's healthy right now. But whenever you've got the soft tissue issues that are cropping up, I and mean, we saw it with Julio, we've seen it with a ton of players, he's someone that should be rostered even if you're not going to play him. Darnell Mooney. I think Darnell Mooney and Allen Robinson are both going to have okay weeks this week. Tampa <laughs> Bay's secondary is destroyed. You can't run on them. They're not going to. They're only going to succeed in the passing game. Like if I could go trade. Tell Levis that to the Eagles. If I could trade Lavisca Chenault for Allen Robinson, and Ooh. start him this week, that'd be okay. a great. That'd be a great bye week fill in situation. Uh, Mooney scored last week, eight targets again, five for forty five and a touchdown. Tampa Bay is giving up the six most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. I think they're both targets this week. I really do. Yeah, I mean, on bypocalypse, you you could certainly do worse. Would you start? Brandon Ayuk or Darnell Mooney? Mooney. I think I'd go. You're not Ayuk getting then. any of the answers that you want with the Brandon Ayuk <laughs> situation. No, I, 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 I want your honest answer. So I'm, I can't not get the answer I want. I do genuinely believe Ayuk is a startable by by apocalypse player, but none of these head to heads have, has he won yet. Uh, Tim Patrick, <sighs> Fireball Jones. Listen to this. Just dominate every single week he's in the waiver show. Yeah, contractually obligated to score in a very small range. He has scored between 11 and 12.5 fantasy points in five of six games. 11.9, 11.2, 12.3, 12.4, 11 11.7. That's great. And this is half. That's, that's this very is good production. Half PPR. So if you're in a full PPR league, even more than that. He has been so consistent and so good. And how in the every single week we're like, how is this guy still available in the majority of leagues? Fireball is not catching on. Uh-uh. No, they're calling him Tim still. Rashad Bateman, six targets in his first game, played 65% of snaps. Was very impressive. I, I it's keep hard. your eye on him. Yeah, I mean, I, I brought up Hardman as someone that maybe you, you're not going to play, but you need to roster. But in Bipocalypse in general, it's pretty hard. There has to be clear and obvious upside to roster someone that you're not going to be playing, to pick someone up to stash. And I I don't think I would play Bateman right now. I You know, you need the proof of concept. He had 29 yards in his uh, – you know, he had the targets, sure. but he didn't do much with it. And I can't imagine you're putting him right into your starting lineup. So I, I would – 
personally be looking elsewhere unless you don't have any bye week issues. I think he's a great stash. I mean, your first game as a rookie, you come into six targets, which is was a 22% target share. It, he Yes, it didn't produce, but he wasn't a full-time player. But in your first game, to walk right into that, that type of an opportunity is is very interesting. Sammy Watkins has to be uh, considered in the equation, in the context, because he did not play. Yeah. So if Sammy Watkins is back against the Cincinnati Bengals, you could see that. Watkins started plummet. that game but got injured early. Is that right. what happened? Uh, okay. Yes. Pretty confident. I'm pretty that. sure he did that. not play. <laughs> pretty sure he didn't play in the game. I will. I wonder why. <laughs> he did. He did not play, Jason. Christian Kirk. I you're saw think, him. You're thinking, thinking of week, two weeks ago. Yes. Yeah. Okay. He started that week, and then because I had him in my DFS lineup, but I got like one point, so I'm thinking of two. That weeks was two ago. weeks ago. All right. Christian Kirk, AJ Green, are they both options? Absolutely. About fifty percent rostered. Play Absolutely. Houston this week. Great fill-ins. Hunter Renfro, just uh, Jamison Crowder, are they good options for a week, a bye week fill-in? Yeah, I mean, they're PPR guys. I think that Renfro over Crowder. Crowder's playing against New England in New England. Not the best matchup. I would imagine that I don't really want to participate in the Jets' side of the ball there. Um, so I, I You tell me they didn't figure it out during their week six bye? I am telling you that, yes. I am mm. saying they did not They did not answer all their problems. Um, but I think Hunter Renfro is, is fine. He's... Um, you know, he's nothing special, but he's someone that you know is going to get a couple targets, a couple receptions, um, can always break. It's really interesting because he's one of those rare players that's like a slot guy close to the line of scrimmage, but every now and then just gets like a bomb. Yeah, unbroken coverage. Yeah. yeah. Amon Ross St. Brown had seven targets again. He's gone eight, eight, and seven over the last few weeks for Detroit. They play the Rams. The matchup isn't good, but the fact that a rookie is getting this involved, and I was worried. I, I didn't want to get on board because of Tyrell Williams. Um, he should have been, you know, timeline-wise, available to come back, and the last thing we saw is that he's not close, Yeah, which is scary, but uh, I'm no longer worried about that. I think Amon Ra is someone you can definitely pick up and start. I think what your goal is, if I estimate it correctly based on the waivers for the wide receivers, your goal is to get to Fireball Jones level with any of these options. And I think like Amon Ra is going to play for me in a league where I have a bunch of players missing because I think he can get me to 11. Yeah. But somewhere between 11 and 12 points total. So, uh, it, so let's just, let's summarize this. Your, your three favorite targets on the waiver wire. Shepard, Patrick are the tippy top. Yes. Beyond that, it would be, you know, are you counting Mooney in that category? I am. Okay, then Mooney and uh, the Cardinals. Okay, and then and then I'm on row. Yeah, for me it would be Tim Patrick, uh, Sterling Shepard, obviously yes. number one, but he's probably rostered. It would be Tim Patrick, and then AJ Green uh, would be my number two. I I think he's been superstar AJ Green. Superstar AJ Green. I mean, at 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 some point, it doesn't matter if he's you know setting the field on fire with his speed. He is getting targets. He's catching them. He's getting touchdowns. Uh, you know, four of the last five weeks, he's been a, a wide receiver two or better. Uh, so you know, you can't you can't complain much about that. You could stash Michael Gallup if he hits waiver wires. I don't yeah, know. He, he's available in, a, in about half of leagues. It is his the the bye week, so you might want to wait a week uh, strategically. But I mean, you could have another sharp in your league who's trying to be forward thinking and grabs him. Yeah, actually, one of my biggest regrets right now is I tried to be sneaky with the Patriots defense and play them into the waiver wire, grab some backups, and I thought I'd be able to pick them back up because I knew they had the Jets coming up. And that was not successful. No, Somebody was, else grabbed them. It was, it was not successful for you. It was not successful for me because I saw you drop them, and then I tried to pick oh, them up. Oh, you didn't get them? But I was priority. The priority was broken. Oh, I thought you were the one that got nope. them. Running back options. Oh, boy. Here we go. It's going to be tough because you have a bunch of likely rostered guys, Elijah Mitchell, Khalil Herbert, even Alex Collins with the Monday night game, but they're probably not available in any sort of competitive league. If they are, and the one that I think could be would be Elijah Mitchell because of the bye week last week. 
there's going to be leagues where he just had to be dropped, kind of like we talked about. We don't want to drop Visca, but if you have to, you have to. He could be out on your league. Make sure you search because he would be the smash clear Agreed. number one pickup. Yeah, I think he has a really nice week. Michael Carter as well would be somebody to glance at, but I mean these guys are all over 60%, and because they weren't drafted, when you factor in dead leagues, there's probably 10 to 15% of leagues where they're not rostered. Um, main waiver wire pickups. Are you interested in trying to find the Alex Collins pivot for Seattle against New Orleans defense on Monday night? Would you rather not have that headache this week? Oh, man, would I rather not have that headache. But I am a case study, and I have to have this headache. Um, I, I've got to... Is that like where you just yeah. you keep punching yourself in the head? Yeah, I mean, it, I've got Alex Collins. I choose this. I need... If I if I can't get... um, You know, I, I had Dearness Johnson. I dropped him right going into the week. Brutal. Uh, before the Kareem Hunt injury. Um, If you're, you know, if you're not able to get the higher priorities, you have to take a shot on... Um, the Seahawks running back situation. I believe it will be personally. I've, I've I've been doing a lot of research this morning. I think it'll be Rashad Penny who gets the majority of the work if Alex Collins is gone. But I think similar to how Andy Holloway's voice just sounded talking about against the New Orleans Saints, it's not like Homer won't be involved. Uh, this is one where I would. I would prefer to avoid this whole situation. These guys will be lower on my priority. I'm not spending a ton of fab on uh, Rashad Penny. I do think Rashad Penny would be the guy if Alex Collins is gone. Yeah, I wish I do. I agree with that, but Monday night makes it difficult. Obviously, Elijah Mitchell, go after him. But then after that, uh, I know we'll get to the Browns, but to me it would be the the guys in Washington, <clears throat> excuse me, of J.D. McKissick, we're showing he's available in nearly half of leagues. And with what happens, I mean, he's already been like fantasy relevant. You know, he's, I think, three of his games, he's been very startable. And the problem with McKissick is you've never known for, you haven't had the confidence to play him. But now with Antonio Gibson looking like he aggravated the, uh, the stress fracture in his shin, and then the word of a, a possible calf injury. I mean, he left the game, he came back, left again, he had a fumble. It was it was rough, and I would expect Antonio Gibson to miss at least a week or two. That's not a doctor, but that's what I'm expecting because the only way to get better from this injury is to rest. And so J.D. McKissick against Green Bay, the pass-catching running back, like that's that's very interesting to me. I because of the game script, you're not going to see a lot of Jarrett Patterson. Yeah, I would love to have McKissick. In, like, that's where I'm living. Is I'm, I'm begging for JD McKissick. <laughs> begging right for a kiss. See, Dearness Johnson. That was frightening. Uh, Dearness Johnson is interesting because you have the advantage of like, you know, Thursday. And I don't think that. I mean, Nick Chubb might be able to make it back. I don't think he does. But I mean, Demetric Felton has played six snaps a game. I mean, this is not a player that has been very involved even and he's when, playing as a wide receiver yeah he's not a running back I mean he's had two snaps I think in the backfield the entire year like Dearness Johnson last week came in after the cream hunt injury he's the player that would get the volume and obviously this this offense is still predicated on the running game he's my number one pickup in reasonable realm like JD mm -hmm. McKissick is probably rostered so Dearness Johnson is going to be the number one pickup where you, I can put him right into my lineup. But are you going heavy after him? Because the the waivers will likely run before you have the final word on Nick Chubb is playing. Because if Nick Chubb is active, I think Dearness Johnson is still a, a flex type of a player because the, they're not going to give everything to Nick Chubb, especially right off of an injury. But not knowing the role for Thursday – what kind of fab are you talking about you would drop for, for Dearnest? Well, if you believe what you believe about him being relevant regardless, and there's the chance that, like, obviously Nick Chubb shared work with Kareem Hunt. I, so yeah, if, I think he's relevant long-term, yeah, but he's I mean. not like a – he's he's in a really good volume position on Thursday if Nick Chubb is out. 20%? That's okay. the number I had right. in my head as well. Um, it is a little bit upsetting that this week on a short week we're not – sure whether a hunt will uh, whether whether trouble be there the next week it's against the Pittsburgh Steelers defense so it's not a great matchup there but I would I would say 20 percent on Dearness Johnson 
Um, and you might have to go more because I, I do think that he is a player that you can start. The the one that's like, this is my 1A is, is Dearness Johnson. My 1B is Ramondre Stevenson because okay. of the matchup against the Jets. I think that Ramondre Stevenson is getting more and more involved. Um, Damian Harris is a is an awesome play this week. He's going to be great, but he's been getting banged up. Um, I think that if the New England Patriots have a lead, they're going to be able to run the ball successfully on the Jets because everyone has been able to. Um, and I think Ramondre is talented. And then you have the like something that can't happen with Dearness Johnson, barring worse news on Kareem Hunt, is that he becomes a thing the rest of the season. Whereas I think Ramondre could uh, play his way, could play his way into becoming a relevant fantasy flex option rest of season. If we knew more about Latavius Murray's injury, which right now is rumored to be maybe a a slight high ankle sprain, if we knew Latavius Murray was out, I would elevate Devonta Freeman to the same level of Dearness Johnson. Sure. So the problem is is not knowing that, like the. Confidence level on spending twenty percent of Fab is much higher on Dearness right now, but but from you know you're listening to the show before you put those bids in that are going to go through tomorrow morning, monitor both Nick Chubb and Latavius Murray as much as we can, and if you get news, adjust accordingly because I would spend twenty percent on Devonta Freeman if I knew Latavius was out just because of this offense, and you're going to I mean. What would the prop have been, the prop bet, on Latavius, Lev Bell, and Devonta Freeman all having a rushing touchdown last week? <laughs> uh, that shows you the opportunity that you get with Baltimore. And it seems like that's a lot better opportunity than Dearness Johnson with Case Keenum, or sorry, with Baker injured and and the lack of other we, options. We do have a slight update that you can factor into the decision. The Browns have signed running back John Kelly to the active roster from the practice squad, oh, which no. uh, Nick that, Chubb's that's, not playing. that's a maneuver that at least says they're getting ready to be without Nick Chubb. Yeah, I mean that that's for like so far when, more when confident a team, when a team makes a transaction, it, it, they're they're saying a lot more than when they talk to the press. Yeah, and Chubb will get an additional, you know, ten days mm -hmm. if he misses this Thursday game. So, all right. Devonta Freeman, you know, are you spinning on Lev Bell? Are you spinning no. on Demetric Felton? Are you spinning on Jared Patterson? I am personally avoiding all three of the backups to the backup situation here. I think there are enough names to go after in Dearness Johnson, Ramondre Stevenson, Devonta Freeman, um, uh, Rashad Penny. I would focus on the starters, the 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 new starters, the backup starters. Sure. I don't disagree with most of that but I w I think Jared Patterson is interesting like because you don't you could probably get him for quite cheap especially in a home league like he he, he will in a home league he'll probably pass through waivers and then just be there on Wednesday morning and we don't have the news on Gibson if Gibson misses multiple weeks then McKissick will be the primary uh running back in terms of fantasy points that you want to go after but Patterson will get work. He should see, you know, ten to twelve opportunities for per week with Gibson out. All right, it's, it's so tough with this one matchup. It's like if they had a very positive game script sure. matchup, I would be feeling pretty good about that. But you're and, right; he will get work. They're not going to give everything. And we're in, you know, it's crazy with all the bye week players, but we are in the time of just. Start reminding yourself you need to get your insurance running backs on your squad if you can. It's so hard. I mm -hmm. I, I mean, agree. I, I I'll tell you. I'm, I'm in leagues where I dropped Jarrett Patterson, who is covering for Antonio Gibson. Leagues where I've dropped Jeremy McNichols. Well, you don't need Jeremy McNichols. Yeah, I mean, because because <laughs> yeah, he's immortal. A, yeah, Derrick Henry's immortal. He can't be. Hurt. I just can't afford it. I can't afford two roster spots on players I can't play. Like. It's funny because if Jeremy McNichols hadn't been banged up, which he was, I mean, he played last night, but very sparingly. And you saw even uh, Blazing Game got out there on multiple third downs instead of Jeremy McNichols, so he was dealing with an injury. Also, how dope is that name? Yeah. Blazing Game? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that guy better be a superstar. Um, and he just has to scream, Blazing! He's more of a fullback than a superstar. <laughs> if, uh, but I'm saying, when yeah. he runs by people, you got Blazed! You got Blazed! <laughs> but like McNichols, sure. I would have played... 
If he was 100% healthy, he's an actual bye week fill-in option. You could have played him this upcoming week with the Kansas City matchup, one of the highest over-unders sure. of the week, because he's had relevant games. His and, receiving work, yeah. especially now knowing that Julio is probably going to be out uh, with the re-aggravation, McNichols is... It's interesting in that in that in that. It just way. stinks that he's kind of banged up, and it hurts hurts your confidence. Um, tight end options. Zach Ertz, Zach Ertz is going to make his debut with the Cardinals against Houston. It, it could be worse than Zach Ertz this week. I oh. imagine they're going to feature him on a few plays. Yeah, it can't be much better as far as it can't be better as far as matchup goes. So now, likely rostered, but if you are in tight end purgatory, would you make a a move, a preemptive move, and try and trade for Zach Ertz? We saw. Yeah, Max Williams starting to establish and get really involved in this offense. They, the the team said we need Zach Ertz. We're going to get him involved. Would you try and go steal him before a potential uh, mini breakout game here against I think Houston? He's going to be okay. I think he will be okay yeah. too. Yeah, I mean, uh, this week specifically, I think it's great. Um, so even if you were to acquire him because you need a player this week, and then he, if he has a good game, would you flex him? I th I think so. I if, he, uh, yeah. if you were in a buy situation instead of playing one of those wide receivers, I was going to bring that up. All those wide receivers we talked about, like the the Hunter Renfro's and Jamison Crowder's, it's kind of like Zach Ertz probably has a higher probability of a touchdown here with the Arizona Cardinals against the Houston Texans. I funny enough, so Ricky Seals Jones, who ooh, is ooh, he, by far in a way he's the number one pickup. He's available in nearly sixty percent of leagues. He is. He is important to this offense. Six targets, four for 58 in the big score. He's taken over. The big Logan. score. Yeah, the big one. He took over Logan Thomas' role. He's involved. He, I will be flexing Ricky Seals-Jones more than likely in our league of record with how many players are out and how my bench looks. What about Ross Dwelly? Peanut butter Dwelly time. Ross Dwelly's had a relevant week. Where yet? Where yet? Oh, George Kittle. Gosh. Why you wanted me to get in? Yeah, man. He had a touchdown two weeks ago. That's all I got yeah, for you. End of list. He well, he's filled in admirably. Dwelly or Ferkser? Ferkser. I would go Dwelly. If you if it's Jimmy if it's Jimmy Handsome Garoppolo, I'll play Ross Dwelly. I think Ross Dwelly will get some work. We've seen him do it before without I know. when Kittle is out. Have we? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I, I Not a ton. I just don't remember it. I'm looking at his 2020. I know uh, he had one game where he well, had don't four. Don't look at his stats, Jason. Yeah, he had one game where he had four <laughs> targets. One. Uno. I mean, he's done nothing. He, but did, if, he did a lot in practice. Oh, yeah. If you don't play him, how are you possibly going to do the peanut butter dwelly dance on Sunday? I will. I promise I'll do it. Without playing him. Listen, Just for fun. And it will be empty. Two touchdowns back in 2019. Number four overall. That one game. Oh, yeah. how were, did he Did he have a single other uh, no, 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 no. game that whole no, year with, no, let's no. say, 30 yards? Nope. No. Okay. No. I mean, looking at his game log, it's talking me more out of it, mm -hmm, I would say. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Statistically I, yeah, speaking, I guess I am just remembering that I'm one remembering game. That game. <laughs> yeah, and I, Daddy, I, I feel is like insulted specifically. Right now. I remember that one game. Ferk Daddy's been awful because uh, Judge Giamatti still better than Dwelly. Like, I'm pretty sure that Judge Giamatti in our Dino League Kittle was out, and he was forced to play Dwelly, and then it paid off. So that just stuck in my mind. Yeah, I'm pretty Did sure I won with him and like Driscoll in my lineup. Yep, yep. There we go. Oh. Again, um, very difficult to pick up a player you cannot play. But if this were not the bypocalypse, um, Pat oh. Fryer Muth. Oh, he's loose. Oh, the Muth is loose. <laughs> he was out there getting a lot of targets, being relevant. Dan Arnold as well, very involved. The they buy. traded for him. Exactly. And Tyler Conklin. These are three guys you might want to look. To if you have needs and you have the ability, but they're on buys, so it's very difficult to pick them up. After the buy, that they're going to loosen the reins. Oh, after the buy week, like a week from today, we will be talking about the mute because the the absence of Juju Smith Schuster. When you're like, well, this is going to turn into more targets for Claypool. It did not. More targets for other guys. It turned into seven for seven, seven targets, I mean, seven amazing. receptions for the mute getting loose. Here's here's the other. Thing that's important to point out i know he's a rookie and yeah. rookie tight ends are are not going to dominate but he is extremely talented like the yes. actual player 
I think is very, if this wasn't the year of Kyle Pitts, if Kyle Pitts was not in this draft, he's around. We would have been talking guy. about Fryermuth uh, a lot higher with a lot higher praise. Yeah, I mean he's reliable. They, I mean, they compare him to Heath Miller, and certainly that's high that, praise. When you have a quarterback that feels more comfortable throwing close to the line of scrimmage to sure-handed players, he 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 has some second half upside. Yeah. Defensive options: If New England's out there off the bye, yep. they're the smash number one play. Arizona's the smash number two play. Oh my gosh! And then the Saints at number three. Yeah, against yeah. Seattle, Geno Smith, Monday night, off the bye. Oh, boy, those three. Those three quarterbacks. Carolina's probably going to do well against Daniel Jones. Especially if Tony is out, agreed. Yeah, Tony will be out. And then Green Bay um, against Washington, Heineke's making mistakes, and Green Bay's going to capitalize. Let's talk quarterbacks. Full stream ahead. I'm going to go with Matt Ryan, streaming off the bye against Miami. They are not the same defense as last year. I brought this up. They were, like, number one against, you know, number one third down defense last year. They're dead last this year. They've allowed the third most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks, tied for most 20-plus yard pass attempts. Calvin Ridley returns. Kyle Pitts emerged. Matt Ryan is a good streaming option this week in Bipocalypse. Yeah, the, it's nice that the Bipocalypse has – I think four really good streaming options. I'm going with Derek Carr against Philly. I know, I know it's hard to sit in the car because as soon as you do it, as soon as you sit you in want, the car. I mean, do you want me to formally do it? I want you to formally send do it. Send in the car. When you send it in, you find out you have a lemon. It may be, but the reality is Derek Carr's been really good this year for the most part. He's had his uh, crappy games, but he's top 12 quarterback in four of six weeks. That's tied with Kyler and Brady and Dak. The Eagles are allowing a 72% completion rate. That's the fourth highest in the NFL. The game has already been bet up. The new uh, total is 49 and a half uh, points. So uh, Derek Carr should be a good play, and, and he's using his wide receivers more. You know, we complained week one that it was like, why are you not throwing to wide open wide receivers if you're just targeting Darren Waller? Now the complaint is, why aren't you targeting Darren Waller enough? But Ruggs is getting getting it done, doing work. And mine will be Ryan Tannehill, which Ryan Tannehill was featured on this show last week as the quarterback. Then. The quarterback you sh hopefully were able to pick up and stash. He gets to take on Kansas City. I get it. They finally shut somebody down. They they managed to handle Taylor Heineke, which was very disappointing. But with a hurt Terry McLaurin. Yes, but before that, I mean it was at least a top eight performance for an entire month for the quarterback position. So Ryan Tannehill, even if Julio Jones is out, he's still in a good spot. And uh, I do I, – I, Jason, you mentioned four. Mm -hmm. Was your fourth – I'm curious if it's – I know who my fourth is, yeah. My my fourth is the opposite side of Andy's game. Yes, it, it, is. it is. Yes, it is. The Tua. Mi the Miami Dolphins quarterback, uh, Tua Tonga Viola. It, he, I think he's a very good streaming option. He played – he played well enough. Now, context, it was Jacksonville, uh, which Jacksonville did win the game, but they're just they're not a strong team. I think it was the fourth highest passer rating of the week. And, and, and Quarterback 10 on the week. And the look, Dolphins' defense has collapsed. And so that, yes. that means you can't just have him be a game manager. You just got to go out there and throw for enough yards and try to put up 25, 30 points. And the matchup is good against the Atlanta Falcons secondary. All right, so it's nice to have some options. At quarterback. Uh, again, we want to thank Traeger for supporting today's podcast. You can fire up that Traeger wood-fired grill on game day mm. or uh, also not on game day. Every day. Yeah. Yeah. Nearly every day is game day. Like, I have a buddy who just got a brand new Ironwood 650. Mm -hmm. And um, he seasoned it a couple nights ago. Just did his first cook last night. Um, I mean, this was like a this is a household event. This was an anticipation. Sweet corn burgers. Oh. I mean, Mike, you know how to burger on a Traeger. You know I do. I mean, it's kind of like your your thing every day, every three times a day. <laughs> um, they have really neat features, and I know that when we had them host the the draft 
bunch uh, four Ironwood 650s they had out here. 885s. Which oh, would were be, they? Yeah. Okay. Ironwood 885 is my favorite of their lineup. Uh, they have set it and forget it. Controls. <laughs> you know the so much about Traeger. You can say them. that because this, not, have, <laughs> this is not just a sponsor. They're awesome. I loved. I love my Traeger. And if that doesn't tell you that he owns oh. more than one, then... Uh, <laughs> I love my Traegers. I love my Traegers. <laughs> Traeger.com slash footballers. This guy. I know. I know this guy. He's, 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 he's serious about meat. He is. We also want to thank Pristine Auction, of course, Mike. They got a Devontae Adams signed mini helmet right now. Um, did I did I mention Traeger.com slash footballers, Brooks? Was that, did I mention the URL? You did you now. You did now. Is Brooks still here? I mean, I can't see him. I'm here. Yeah? You taking a nap over there? Or? Nah. How you been, Brooksy? Doing good. I don't feel like we've engaged with you enough due Superman to me not being able to good. see you. I think it's been plenty. <laughs> just enough. <laughs> just enough. Um, but, yeah, Pristine Auction, want to thank them. There's an Antonio Gibson signed jersey up there for 50 bucks right now. PristineAuction.com. Check out their auctions. Use the code BALLERS. You'll get a $10 credit. And we will be back with not one but two shows tomorrow. We got the podcast. We got Spotify Green Room. So much to talk about. So we'll talk to you then. Have a good one. Good luck with your waivers. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Footballers Podcast. Join our fantasy football community on jointhefoot.com and follow us on Twitter at the FFBallers.